If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at CottageBlogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. And welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Success. And this is your host, Heather Bayer. I'm still looking out on snow and probably still will be for the next five months. So I hope you were able to listen to last week's podcast, uh, which was my interview with Sarah Honecker of Design Made Easy. Because since then, I've I've really started to look at, uh, at my property, to look at my color schemes, to look at the furniture and the furnishings and and just have a new perspective on it, really. I've also been spending far too much time on Wayfair. And if you're in the US, it's Wayfair.com. If you're in Canada, it's Wayfair.ca. Getting myself over the need to actually go into stores and spend huge amounts of time wandering around furniture stores, looking at sofas and chairs and uh, end tables and and all these things that for for me it's a time waster because I I find the furniture stores here in in Canada are are pretty dull so it's been quite an eye opener to be able to go to Wayfair and and have a look at a lot much wider variety of furniture and furnishings so yeah that's that's been my time while I've been sort of curled up on a sofa in front of on my sofa in front of my fire. Uh, at at my favourite time of the day, which is between five and seven in the morning, so I've had just just a really good time immersing myself in plans for Kingfisher Cottage. And I hope that after last week's podcast and the interview with Sarah, that uh, that you've perhaps taken a chance to look at your property with a critical eye and had a thought about whether it is time to do a refurbishment or a renovation. So as promised last week, today's interview is with another designer. And I had the huge pleasure of meeting this designer in uh, Phoenix at the VRMA conference. And she is the wife of Derek Eaton, who I interviewed on, um, I can't remember which episode of uh, the Vacation Rental Success podcast uh, that I talked to Derek um, but I'll put that in the sh- I'll put that in these show notes. But Derek is the owner of Seattle Oasis Vacation Rentals, which is a hugely successful vacation rental company in the city of Seattle. Derek talked in that episode about a about the the, the way that they manage their vacation rentals, and they do it by taking over full control of the design and decor of each property that's brought onto the management program. And Derek's wife, Sally, Sally Lauren Nichols, is the, uh, is the head of design. And Sally also has her own company called, called SLN Stage and Design. And she does, as, as the company name says, she does design, she does staging. And all you have to do is go to that, go to that website, go to slnstageanddesign.com and check out what she calls the raves. And they really are rave 
reviews about the way that Sally approaches the, uh, the, the, the whole process of meeting with a client, going through what they're looking for, and then creating the result that's going to be super successful. And she works with a number of vacation, apart from her own uh, company that uh, she works at with Derek, she, she helps out other vacation rental owners as well uh, on a consultancy basis. And I'm so interested to talk to Sally about her particular approach to the design and decor of vacation rentals and get even more tips and suggestions on how we can all make our places look more perfect. So without further ado, let's move on over to the interview with Sally Lauren Nick. So I'm delighted to have with me today Sally Lauren Nichols. And as I just said in the introduction, I was so happy to meet Sally face-to-face in Chandler at the VRMA conference. Uh, and it's just, uh, just a complete delight to um, meet you again on Skype, Sally. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Well, I never caught up with you on that, on that last day. I, I understood. You, you'd, I think Derek had said that you were going to spend the day by the pool on the last day. Did you manage to do that? I did. But you could see the desert in the background. It was, it was pretty perfect. I, I could not have thought of a better way to spend a day at that place. It was so, <laughs> it was so gorgeous and having to spend all that time indoors and, and just see yes. it out of the window. And those pools were just magnificent. So They yes, were. I totally agree. I was just super envious of you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Next time, next time. Next time. And yeah, I was sort of talking to Derek today and there is a possibility we may be meeting up again at some point next year. So uh, I will I will look forward to that. In the interim, um, we're here to talk about design and decor. And I've spent some time looking at your website, which is just great. And I love thank you. I love all the rave reviews. We're going to come back to some of those. But firstly, Tell us about your, you know, your background in design and how you sort of got into the vacation rental business, how you relate it all, how you, how you tie it all in together. Yeah, sure. So uh, my first degree was actually in international public relations. And after I realized that wasn't for me, I switched gears and went back to art school for residential interior design. And I promise all this will come together. But, <laughs> well, um, I, was, I was just thinking, um, I think you probably, you know, being in Seattle where you are, you're probably, and, and, and doing what you do, you probably need a degree in international relations. <laughs> you're, you know, you're not very far off there. <laughs> you're not. Um, But when I was graduating from art school was the same time that Derek and I were buying our first home. And when my realtor was taking us around, I was completely appalled at how a lot of sellers had their homes on the market for sale. I just I just kept asking myself, you know, don't they realize that this is a a marketing material piece that that we're walking through? And it was at that time my realtor told me what staging was in the real estate world. And I said, I want to have that be part of my business some way, somehow. So um, I started my design business, SLN Stage and Design, and it was 50-50 real estate residential staging, 50% like classic interior design. Um, And for the first six years, all I did 
for staging was vacant homes. So someone moved out of their house, they put it on the market, I would bring in furniture, decorate it, um, prepare it for sale for the homeowner um, in hopes to get the highest dollar and sell the fastest. At that same time, I differentiated myself in the sense that I worked really closely with the professional photographers that were taking the marketing photos that would go up on the MLS for the properties. Um, somewhere in there, I got so busy that we, we were commuting a lot for work, specifically that I was, and I convinced my husband that we needed to buy a condo in downtown Seattle because we lived in a suburb. Um, outside of the outside of the city, I decorated it myself. I thought about what I thought a guest would want, but really, I used everything I had learned from staging to create that warm, inviting atmosphere. Um, but to use also the knowledge I got from photography to make sure that the marketing photos of our condo um, made sense. Um, and the basis of this was I was going to stay in the condo sometimes, and then we were going to rent it out to help pay for the mortgage when I wasn't staying there, hence the professional photography. Mm-hmm. We, we, had man- we actually interviewed a management company to take it over for us when I wasn't staying there, and it didn't make sense. Um, we weren't going to cash flow, and we just really needed more help with the mortgage. So Derek said... I'm going to try this myself. If it doesn't work out, we can always go back to a management company. Well, that first month, February, classic, the worst month of the year in Seattle, we had like over a 90% booking rate. <laughs> and we realized we, we were kind of on to something. And since then, it's very, very rare that I ever get to stay in that condo. But the reason why I gave my background to that is that really the combination of international PR, you know, what is communication? How do we communicate? And I'm saying this from a design perspective, but then using the the photography bit from my staging years pulled together with my design experience is what got me to be where I am and specializing in vacation rental design. Um, And now Seattle Oasis, Derek and I, we have almost 50 properties in Seattle and um, I help to design for all of them. I think that's wonderful. You know, every time I I talk to to, to Derek, um, those numbers go up and now they've gone up again. So, uh, you know, huge, huge congratulations (laughs) to to both of you for for such an amazing success with um with Seattle Oasis um I'm I'm such a supporter of it you know I go onto to the website and it's just you know Derek does such a great job and then I look at the properties and you've done such a fantastic job you make the most amazing team so so just oh, want- thank you thank you very much <laughs> you know it's like it's like the poster children for for vacation you know for, for starting up a prop a, a really successful property management company so uh, oh my goodness that is such a compliment from you thank you <laughs> so you have this role with um seattle oasis vacation rentals and it gives you such great scope to create the the ideal design to meet the needs of your market so i know that you have to know who your market is in order to yep. to design a place that's going to appeal to them so Sort of talk me through what happens when you when you go and have a look at at a, at a new 
property? What what are the sort of um, the key features of a redesign that you would do? Redesign key features really range far and wide. Our particular specialty is on is in condos and townhomes in the middle of a city. So, but I, I will say, even though, even though it ranges far and wide, the two things that I always come back to that seem to be the thread are making spaces feel more fresh and making sure that they're up to date um, and that materials and items are not inappropriately old or dirty um, because that immediately turns off potential guests and they can see it in the photos online. With that said, the most common changes um, are paint. Um, Paint is easy. It's a really inexpensive way to do a facelift on any property. Um, the next one is lighting fixtures, which people, I, I, a lot of times my clients are like lighting fixtures. Why is that so important? Well, you know, we don't normally decorate on the ceiling of our homes, right? We put furniture on the floor, we hang art on the walls. Um, but the ceiling is really a fantastic opportunity to bring in a design accent or a special feature, um, that is functional. So that's a place where I recommend if you need to spend a little bit more to get a really good bang for your buck, do it. Carpet, if your property has carpet, you know, stains, even if this stain has been professionally cleaned in carpet, even if it was an accident, which most of the time is it, times it is, it gives off a feeling of old and dirty. Um, and those are the two, the two words that are, are really kind of a nemesis um, for vacation rentals, you know, assuming that not a lot of walls are going to be taken down or major construction would be done. Um, plumbing faucets are another easy way to update a space. If a property was built in the eighties, you litter and it hasn't been updated at all. I can just look at faucets and lights and know the time period. If you have a standard, even if you have, has a, have a standard piece of marble on a countertop in a bathroom, just updating the faucet will give the entire bathroom a new feel. Um, same thing goes for bathroom bathroom hardware. And these are all things that are relatively easy to change out. Furniture is kind of a, a large beast because, you know, there's a decent amount of furniture, even in a one-bedroom, one-bath condo. And last but not least are accessories. So that's everything from art, pillows, linens, decorative items. And those range based upon the quality that were purchased to begin with and how long they've, they've stood the test of time. You, you've made some fantastic points there. And it, 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 a lot of it keys back into some of those reviews I was reading about you and attention to detail. So many of your clients have, have mentioned your attention to, to small details and and just that comment, comments you've made about faucets, and I'm going, oh, I never would have thought of that. You know, I I think like yeah. most most people, I probably go into, and this is not as a user, but it's as an owner. I might go into, let's say, a property I was going to buy, and think, well, what will I do with this? And changing the faucets would not probably be top of the list. I might think, you know, this bathroom looks looks dated. I've got to do something major. But maybe it's not necessarily so If um, fr- from listening to you talk about just changing the faucets. Oh, gosh, less than 20% of my clients have a major remodel. 
And by major, I mean moving walls, moving plumbing. You know, oftentimes we, we might we might remodel a kitchen. We might change some tile in a bathroom. But it, it's a lot of the fixtures that you touch and the materials that you touch that can be updated. And nothing has to necessarily be done to the architectural structure of a property to bring it up to date. Mm-hmm. And I like how you mentioned lighting too, because uh, you know, just, just from my experience of being a guest in vacation rentals, lighting, I know how important lighting is. You know, lighting at the, either side of a bed, not just one side. Lighting, yep. in, lighting in a living area so you can sit in any chair and read. And it always strikes me how few owners actually take that into account. You know, I, I've, I've been to so many properties where you have to really shuffle around a living area if you just want to sit and read a book in an evening, unless you have every light, you know, every bright light in the place on, um, or you're plugging or unplugging <laughs> smaller light oh gosh smaller lamps and you know you aren't the only one that is a common thing i hear that you know i went i went to the beach and i wanted to just sit and read and i had to go upstairs and sit on my bed and read because there wasn't adequate lighting in the living room to be able to enjoy a good book i sometimes wonder whether owners actually spend any time in their own vacation rental you know sleeping in the beds trying to read a book in bed, for example. I, I, in fact, I went to one of our, our own managed properties um, recently to do an annual check on it. And I am quite sure when I went there the first time, there were far more side tables and bedside lamps than there are now. And they seem to have spaced them out. So the property has seven bedrooms. Every bedroom had one night table and one lamp. And this was on in queen size and king size beds. And... Yeah. You know, I've I've got to go back to the owner and say just it's like common sense, really. You've got two people it, who are perhaps trying to um you know go to bed, one wants to sleep, the other wants to to sit and read and and you've got a light on one side of the bed. You're exactly right. And there's a term that that we use called guest ready. And what that means to us is when we're shopping, when we're researching, we're looking for things that are beautiful. Um, we're looking for things that are functional, but most importantly, we're looking for um, things that are going to help the guest achieve a good time in the space. And by good time, I mean a functional, comfortable, um, and this can be anything from lighting to the type of chair that you put in the living room. Um, if you have a gorgeous view and you have a three or four bedroom house, um, only having small petite chairs looking out the view, looking out at the view, is not going to be very good for larger men that want to sit down and and relax for a few. Um, so I would say to all the listeners, when you're buying anything for your vacation rental, always look at it through the lens of your guest, so that when your property is ready for its first guest, that is guest ready. I know that the number of properties that I deal with. Uh, in my own property management, the nature of the beast in this area that owners use the properties themselves extensively and then they rent Mm -hmm. them out during the periods where they're not using them, which means that they tend to be furnished for the owners and who who perhaps don't have the guest in mind when they're doing that furnishing, which is, you know, to, to some degree, I understand that because they're using the property for their own vacation purposes. 
But I think um, it's it's certainly worthwhile now. We're, I mean, we're we're getting hugely competitive in our area now, and and guests have a lot to choose from. So I'm having to to educate my owners into exactly what you've been talking about here is making um, a place, looking at the place through the eyes of a guest rather than their own. I freely admit in the last episode when I was talking to Sarah Honecker, I said that, you know, I don't have any design flair whatsoever. I don't have a design gene. I'm, it's just, you know, not, not in me. I, I think I might be good at other stuff, but probably not good at Sure you are, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> but not good at design. You know, I, I, I see things. And I think it's all going to look good together. And when I get it all in one space, it's just, oh, that, that really doesn't look good. I was, that, that's, how I often, <laughs> that's how I often feel. So I, I do understand that if I'm going to work, if I'm going to make my space look great, I need to work with somebody who knows what they're doing. So but for mm. anyone out there who's thinking, yes, that's me. That's me. I, I don't want to do this myself. I want to work with somebody. So what's involved in working with an interior designer? From your perspective, um, Sally, what makes, let, let's, let's put it the other way around. What, what makes a great client for you? What are they bringing to you that helps you to, to do your job? So what they can do to help me help them, first and foremost, is to be open-minded, you know, they might've seen a picture in a magazine that really inspired them and they know they like the picture, but they have no idea how they would create it in their space. But the, the niche of vacation rental interior design is, is pretty small in the overall interior design world. Um, and the way that we make it work is spending, let me re, let me erase that, investing dollars wisely and that is where it's really helpful to have clients that are open-minded. I buy at least 60% of all the art that I use for clients from a store called Home Goods. It's owned by the TJ Maxx company, but it specializes in designer homeware. Um, so you can get a great-looking large piece of art for $150 versus, you know, $3,000 at a gallery or, or higher. But I also need the homeowner to be open-minded enough to know that my expertise is going to help them save money in the long run by investing on the pieces that are really worth it. One of those pieces for us is the sleeper sofa. Every one of our properties has a sleeper sofa. And after a lot of different types of reviews, mostly negative on the sleeper sofas that weren't a preferred brand name, we made it standard across the board that all of our properties had to have this one type of sleeper sofa. And it is a serious chunk of change. It's more than $3,000. We actually have guests make comments about our sleeper sofa in their responses in a positive light. I have never seen that on another site mm. of a vacation rental manager. And if you think about it, your sleeper sofa, it's a sofa, it's a bed frame, it's a mattress, it's a hangout spot. And so even though I'm asking them to invest in more than what they normally would have thought, they're combining like three pieces of furniture together. And so at the end of the day, it's worth it. The other thing that I would ask that would make my job easier for working with new clients is 
trusting on the timeline. I really see vacational interior design, there's two types. There's um, properties that have already been a vacation rental, already have furniture in them. Then there's the properties that are completely empty that have just been purchased either as an investment to create it a vacation rental or as a new property that a family is going to use part of the time and have it be managed a vacation rental part of the time. And the reason that I bring this up is that these two are very different animals and they both, they both will have very different budgets and very different timelines. When you're starting with a project from scratch, you're not just designing from a color material accessory standpoint. You're also going to be managing inventory of things like light bulbs Mm -hmm. and forks and glasses and picture hangers and dust ruffles and coasters. I need my clients to be open-minded on the budget that I give them. Oftentimes I meet with a new client who has just purchased a property and they come to me, let's, let's say for an example, they come to me, it's a one bedroom, one bath. They say, okay, I've looked at a few pieces of furniture. I think it's going to budget for about $10,000 for getting it guest ready. Again, using that term that we like. Well, they are not very happy when I come back to them and say, well, really, if you're looking at this as a long-term investment, even if the only you know construction per se that we're doing is plumbing fixtures, lighting fixtures, and paint, you're looking more upwards of about $25,000 to $30,000 to get it in a place that it's going to be manageable and only need most likely touch-up paint for the next 10 years. So really the basis of everything is being open-minded. On those same lines, I think you'll find this interesting, that in the spectrum of design, you know, we can lead towards feminine, we can lead towards masculine. Over 60% of our um, booking individuals are female. So when we're looking at any property, we always veer towards a slightly more feminine touch than a masculine touch because we want those potential guests that are females to want our properties more. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to have pink in all rooms, that it's going to be floral everywhere, but the nuances we want to be more attractive to females. So the reason that my new clients have to be open-minded is maybe it's a gentleman. And he's going to be staying there. Well, if he really wants the return on his investment and the numbers that we think we can get him, and this doesn't apply just to our business. This applies to everyone that's listening. You should always veer slightly towards the feminine side because that's who's booking more. And that can be seen in a really practical way. What I mean from that is in a, so in a living room, you don't want to have a black leather sofa and two brown leather chairs and accents in only green and white. If you have a really modern space, those might be appropriate if you have white walls, but bring in some feminine touches either in your rug, in your artwork, in your um, decorative pillows, in vases that you might have on a bookshelf. Um, 
And it's interesting because when you start to follow what the look of a feminine touch means in the design and decor world, it often it often comes across as just being more inviting. And that's another key feature of what we want in a well-designed vacation rental, because the more inviting that a space looks, and we've seen this in all of our properties, um, the more it gets booked. Well, yes, it's because you're, ta- you're taking the professional photographs of it, and it's those photographs that, that people look at and just uh, fall in love with. And Correct. Yes, and they, they do the, I have to have that. And, of course, that's, that's your goal, isn't it? It's, it's, it's that every photograph has that, that pull, that attraction, that's going to draw people in to press that book button. Yes, and I, I hope I answered your question. I feel like I got kind of excited about on on a side angle, but um. no, I, <laughs> I I I think that uh, I, th- I think you gave you gave a great answers um, there to that. You know, the question was what's involved with working with an interior designer, and I think I think you you shared your perspective on that um, wonderfully. So thank you. I mean, we, and and you also covered off another question I had, which is. Yeah, you know, I've always thought that working with an interior designer would mean shopping at only the the high end design places. Uh, but you mentioned buying um, artwork at uh, places where sort of like what I think normal people go to. <laughs> yes, you're exactly right, and I, I should reiterate: all designers work differently. But in the niche of vacation rental design. We, we shop at all different places. We shop at Target. We shop at Costco. We, like I, like I mentioned, we shop at Home Goods. There's a few um, stores. We are so fortunate here in Seattle that sell um, wholesale actually to the public. So if there's a client I'm working with that wants to purchase stuff on their own after we've created a game plan together, they can go and, and do that there. So, you know, in the vacation rental world, most of the time... The reason why people have it as a rental in addition to staying there is because they want to help offset their mortgage. And so it's not like it's your home where you are going to be the only one in there um, and everything is suited to your taste and tailored to your needs. It's not just about the property owner. It's really about the guest. And even when I have owners that you know might stay in the property 50% of the time, I always go into each project with the positive attitude that there is a middle ground for getting what they want and what the guests need. I mentioned before that I'd, I'd spent some time on your website and looking at the feedback that your clients were giving you. And it, uh, it gave me some material for some questions that I wanted to, to ask you because it, these, these are things that are so relevant to, to just about everybody who'll be listening into this. Um, I noticed a comment from one of your clients that said, I'm shocked at how well Sally made 438 square feet look like 650 square feet. I work with plenty of owners that have you know, pretty small spaces. What, what secrets can you share that, helps, that, will, that might help people to know how to make a smaller place look bigger? One of the biggest things that I find clients do is not quite understanding scale and proportion. And to me, that's the most important thing to keep in mind when decorating a small space. Well, what does that mean, scale and proportion? It means that all of the decor items you're putting into your vacation rental 
should be in proportion to the space that it's sitting in. You should have a four top dining room table in a space, you know, that's like 10 by 10 versus having an eight top dining room table in photos. It's going to make the space look a lot smaller in person. It's not, it means you're not going to be able to have a lot of room to, um, to move around the table. It's just not going to be very functional. Um, on the same lines, some bedrooms in these micro condos, um, they just don't have room for a king bed. So even though guests might prefer a king bed, your queen might be a better option so that your guests are not bending over the footboard to try and get around the bed to the other side. But a lot of my clients also think that you can't take risks in smaller spaces, that it would be too overwhelming. And I, I believe the exact opposite. Accent walls are wonderful in small spaces, especially behind a headboard. Um, it will bring in a pop of color to bring some life into the room. But also when you're taking your professional photos, it creates a focal point and will make the room feel larger because it's making the headboard feel larger visually. Mm-hmm. Um, on those same lines um, of taking risks, even if you have a small kitchen, you can go with a wilder backsplash to make more of a design pop. Um, but one of my favorite tips is having larger mirrors in smaller spaces. You can have a mirror that is literally as wide and long as your sofa. The mirror will reflect light. It will reflect the furnishings on the other side of the room. So it will actually make the space feel larger overall. Now, if you have a smaller space that also has a lower ceiling, I would recommend having your ceiling color being the same as your wall colors. By doing that, you're not creating um, visual points of lines for breaking up the different walls of the room and it will make the whole space appear much larger. I'm already redesigning one of my rooms. (laughs) Yay! I want to see pictures. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to send you pictures. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I I have a, I have um, a couple of rooms in my vacation rental that are, are desperate for for a little bit of redesign and it's you know it, it's it's an old place it um it, it has old um pine paneled ceilings um that were varnished it's really really difficult to to do anything with them um so uh, so your comment about ceilings is uh, and having them the same same color as the walls is uh, is interesting but that's that's great thank you so much for sharing that one so another of your clients yeah. said um, Sally will help you tackle all those hard to handle projects you don't want to do on your own. What are a couple of design jobs that, that you would say would be more um, conducive to getting expert help rather than somebody who doesn't really know what they're doing, doing a do-it-yourself job? You know, I would say the project budget is something that I firmly believe that every property owner should work with a designer on. Because if you haven't done one of these type of projects before, how do you even realize the scope of which you're going to have to budget for? Um, Just like if you were getting ready to build a house or you were getting ready to do a major remodel, you would never get started on that without the help of a general contractor, someone who would be the major project manager for that type of project. Um, Because... 
at the very basis, I feel like you need to have a consultant to help you see the things that you don't see or that you don't know. Just like you mentioned earlier, Heather, you would have never thought about switching out the faucets in the bathroom. A design consultant can help you with that. But if you want to save money or you just want to do the rest of the project yourself, at least they can help you come up with an action plan and from there a budget of the project and help you be realistic. So you're not just thinking about your core furniture pieces and leaving out thousands of dollars of other things that you're going to need and then get stuck with the bag later and, and having a lot more stress than what's needed. The other thing that I think is really helpful for designers is just time. You know, so many people today are, are what I call time deficient. If you even just need to get your property painted or you need to get a television mounted up on the wall, those two things could take days of time to get completed. And if you are a full-time working individual, having this done on a timeline is really not very feasible. Something that a designer or a project manager could do for you in six weeks, honestly, might take like three, four, five months, depending upon the scope of your project. So, and I'm using the word interior designer. I'm also using the word project manager. The reason why I'm using those separately is because they can do different jobs, but you can also have an interior designer do all of those. So you can have an interior designer help you pick out furniture. You can have a project manager help you manage the construction tasks and work with the interior designer. But really, the project manager is the person who's overarching the whole project. So there's inventory, there's construction. If you're in a condo building or you have an HOA, there's the communication between the HOA and getting architectural forms done. So all of this comes back to the time deficient most of my clients are, and they really need someone just to watch the overall project and make sure that it gets completed on the timeline that we set, that we set out for at the beginning of the project. Well, what you're saying here sounds so similar to, um, to what I hear experts telling people when they're talking about building a website um, from those who will spend countless hours trying to learn WordPress and do it themselves and cre yeah. create a job that, you know, maybe looks something half decent when it's finished, but it's taken huge amounts of time and actually um, time is money. And then compare that to what you, what you would pay a web designer to design that website make it functional, understand where you're coming from with your goals for the website, and then pass it over to you to manage it after completion. So it sounds, you know, it's a very similar process, isn't it? We all, we, we all think, oh, you know, we could save some money by doing this stuff ourselves. But actually, at, it costs much more in, in time and the money that's, that's linked into that time that you're spending you're exactly right. And this same, and, and in that comparison with web designers, the amount of time that you may spend learning WordPress to build the site is similar to us that you, you would spend that same amount of time just trying to figure out where to shop. And once you've figured out where to shop, figuring out how things go 
um, how pieces go together, how colors go together, how texture, material, and form go together. And, and this brings up a, a point of a way that we actually design in, in our team. This is a skill that is something that comes to me. I'm very thankful for this. It comes to me naturally, which is partially why I think makes my job so much fun. Um, we have the key pieces like our sleeper sofa that we have picked out. We might have a specific dining table, but when we're, when we're creating our inspiration for whatever project it is, we almost always go to that store home goods I, I referred to earlier and we see what is on the shelf that day. Mm-hmm. If we don't buy it that day, it's not going to be there the next day, but we actually design on the fly. Like we'll take, 10 pillows that we like and lay them out on the floor and bring over three pieces of furniture and make a little vignette in the source, so to speak. And if a client were to try and do that, it would take them weeks and we can do it Mm -hmm. in hours. Yeah. Well, you've sold me. However, having said that, you know, you are a, a designer who works specifically within the vacation rental world. How many of you are there? That is a really good question. (laughs) Not very many, not very many. And so if you are looking for an interior designer to help you on your projects, you should ask them the same question that I asked asked the listeners earlier. Are they going to be able to keep the guest first and and foremost in their mind while shopping? Are they going to think about the comforts of every room? And, you know, there, there really aren't a lot of me out there. Unfortunately, now that you say that, there's not very many. <laughs> but I would say if you're looking for a designer, you want to ask, are they going to be able to keep the guest first and foremost in their mind? Do they have any hospitality background? Maybe they worked with hotels before, and we certainly are not hotels. But the way that that could play in is that a designer for a hotel is thinking to themselves, okay, I'm putting this chair in the bedroom or in the room of the hotel, how long is the material that I'm picking out for this chair going to last? And that is the type of mindset that we would want your designer to have. You know, it's really easy to buy beautiful antiques. It's It's relatively easy to make a room beautiful. It's really hard to make a room beautiful and functional and in a budget that makes sense for a vacation rental. So the other thing I would ask potential interior designers you would work with is, can you stay in my budget? Where do you shop? Are you even willing to work with my budget? You know, I know some standard interior designers, they have a flat rate of $10,000 minimum per room, right? I mean, that just like makes everybody's jaw drop. So finding, there are designers out there that work with individuals on a budget. So I would say that would be the first you know, type of designer I would look for. And from there say, are you willing to work with me from a guest perspective? Okay. That's uh, that's really sound, sound advice. It's, it's obviously an area as, as a vacation rental world grows, as it, as it continues to do, uh, this is going to be an opportunity, I guess, for, for interior designers who, who are currently working in other fields, perhaps to get into. Um, you're obviously, um, a leading, a leading light in this. So, you know, you'll be the one to follow. So Sally, I want you to, I want to finish off with your five best tips 
that you can give to an owner who's looking to prepare their property for rental to make it guest ready and they don't have an interior designer to call upon to help? What are you going to suggest, you, suggest for them? <laughs> you bet. So the first thing um, I would suggest is something that we do for all of our properties. Our clients, our, our property owners absolutely love it. And we make what we refer to as a design binder. And you want to start it at the very beginning of your project. Just go to Target or Staples and get a three-ring binder. And you're going to put everything and anything that revolves around this project in there. Not only so that you can keep track of where you are on the project, but so that in the future, if you need to reference something, it will all be in one spot. So what do we put in a design binder? Well, we have our budget. We have swatches of the paint colors that we decide to put in the property. We have all of our receipts. I keep all of my contractor bids, any online orders. Um, if you have fabric swatches, um, important emails for vendors, literally anything around your project goes into there. So if in three years your sleeper sofa has an issue and a spring breaks and you need to check on your warranty, there's no stress. You just go straight to that binder. You look up your paperwork. You call your vendor and your invoice is right there ready to go. The second thing that I would that I would advise is to make a budget. If you've never done a budget like this before, walk around your home, make a list of everything you see in your home that you think a guest would want to have in your vacation rental property. So organize your Excel file by, with your tabs by room. Um, and I'm, I mean, include everything down to the forks, knives, cups, and dust ruffles. And this will give you a better idea of the inventory that's going to need to go into your budget. And then you can have separate tabs for construction and any vendors or contractors you might need to work with. The third thing I would recommend is to create a timeline. Staying on a timeline is going to save you money. Now, there are always things that come up that you can't foresee, um, but there's normally a solution to every problem. But giving yourself a timeline will keep you accountable. It will also keep your contractors accountable and will get guests in your property sooner rather than later. The fourth thing I would recommend is having an inspiration piece to build your design off of. This can be a piece of artwork. This can be a rug. This can be accent chairs that you just absolutely love. Um, I've designed an entire home around a set of pillows before. You know, it really can be anything. It's whatever speaks to you. And normally, whatever helps create a color palette that you want to have for the property. Um, and the last thing is, this is kind of random, but there is never enough art. And the reason I say that is that I am constantly looking online at properties in all different states and all different countries. And the number one thing that vacation rental owners lack is art. Either the art is too small or there's not enough art. And even if you have stark white walls and all white furniture, as long as you have enough art this space will come alive, not only in person when you're there, but in your professional photos online. 
And when the space comes alive and it becomes warm and inviting, that's when you'll get the most bookings. That, that last point is, is something that, um, that I definitely take to heart. I view over 100 properties every year for our management program. And, and uh -huh. I see this all the time. I was in a property last week and taking photos of, of a bed. Now, um, Tyanne Marsink, who's a fantastic photographer, and she's been on the show um, quite a while back, but she taught me something about um, taking photographs of beds and she said, get down on your knees and look up. And I've done this so many times. So I kneel down at the end of the bed, look up and, and take the photo of the entire bed with the, with the nightstands and the really nice pillows. But when there's nothing on the wall above it, it's just like you're taking a picture of a blank wall. That's it. The bed seems to disappear because that's all you've got with the blank wall. But when there's some artwork up there, it, it just creates a whole picture rather than yeah rather than focusing on just this one thing which is this big blank wall you're right and the term that we would use is grounding when you're missing that piece of art over the bed nothing is grounding the bed especially in that angle of a photo it kind of feels like the bed is floating because there's nothing above it to keep it static so you can have a gorgeous bed and gorgeous nightstands and gorgeous lamps but if you don't have a focal point on a different, you know, lineation in the room, it just feels like it's floating. Oh, so you've you've given you just given me a really nice designy technically technical explanation for what I was trying to explain, which is wonderful. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's fascinating hearing you say that because a lot of what I try and explain to my clients is an emotional reaction to a space. It's the energy that the space gives off. You know, what you were just trying to say, you, it, was a, it was hard to put it into words. Like, why, why does this feel off? Why does this feel incomplete? But it's because of that piece of artwork up there. And like I said previously, you, you can have an all-white room. You can have a super modern space. But unless you have the art to ground the space, it is never going to feel complete. Wow. If, uh, if our listeners go away with only one um, tip from, from this episode, which is incredibly unlikely, but if they go away with only one, then that's got to be it. Going out and choosing artwork is just so, so much fun anyway. Um, yes. But I, I really take that to heart about, you know, the, uh, uh, having, uh, just, just never having enough never having enough artwork. So, so that's, that's fantastic. Um, you know, I'd love to, to talk to you for, for hours. Um, I want you to come up and visit my place and tell me all the things I should be doing, but you're in Seattle. I would love to. We're in, we're in Ontario, maybe at some time. <laughs> you never know. Yes. Fingers crossed. Fingers yes. crossed. Yeah. Um, Sally, it's been absolutely, well, just been so much fun talking to you with all your reviews. You make a lot of people very happy and, you know, I can tell that's, I can tell how that happens. So thank you so much. For, thanks so much for joining me. I, I'm sure we will talk again soon. Um, and, uh, and certainly I know we're going to be meeting up at some point next year. So for now, thank you for sharing everything you have and uh, I'll put everything, you know, um, I'll be writing. I've got three pages of notes here. I'll be writing all this down in the show notes. And, and if anybody's got any questions for Sally, then please come along 
to the website at cottageblogger.com forward slash VRS157 and post your questions in the comments and I'll let Sally know that you've done that and she can come along perhaps and uh, answer them for you. Um, I would be happy to. That would be wonderful. Sally, thanks, uh, thanks for your time today. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. It was wonderful. Well, those those were some great tips Sally gave, and some of them I'm I'm really going to I I really am taking to heart, and uh, you know, thinking oh, I got to head down to Kingfisher Cottage now and and get some of these things done. I need to have a look at my ceilings. They're they're a little weird down there. Um, but, you know, I started out talking with um, Sarah Honecker about this, uh, my living room down at Kingfisher. Um, and, and I'm working on that as, as I speak. But I'm going to um, check out one of my bedrooms, send some pictures to Sally, see if she, because that's a bit of a smaller room, and see if she can help me out with some ideas for that. And, uh, and of course, you know, I'm posting all my before and afters of Kingfisher Cottage as I make changes. But I think one thing I hadn't thought about, even after talking to Sarah, was um, the idea of setting up a design book and, and really getting my budget nailed down. Um, I haven't done that. It's just, I think, my, you know, my husband said, how much is this all going to cost? I said, oh, I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll manage it. But that's having talked to Sally now, I, I really appreciate that that setting this budget is really, really important. So that's going to be something I'm going to be doing. So so that's it for the moment for for our design pieces. You know, the, the, the two interviews last week with Sally Honecker of Design Made Easy and this week with Sally Lauren Nichols of um, SLN Stage and Design. So... I'll put the uh, the links t- to Sally's website uh, on the show notes and please go along and make some comments or if you've got any design questions, uh, jump on there and I'll get Sally to come along and answer them for you. So that's it for another week. It's been a complete pleasure talking design, decor, furnishing, refurbishment and I'm sure it's uh, it's a topic we're going to revisit at some point. Not definitely, not leave it another two years before we come back to this subject. So I hope you've enjoyed this, and uh, and I can't wait to be back with you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.